0: Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. From East St. Louis, Illinois, weighing
1: 275. 269 Fritz von Erich. Fritz von Erich engages Joe Moscato who is now refereeing immediately Bobo Brazil Fritz von Erich. two of the real big men in the game meeting in the main event and for the third straight week we're waiting to see if the claw hole as employed by Fritz Von Erich will be effective against Bobo Brazil he defeated Roy McLarty with it a couple of weeks ago last week he defeated Mighty Atlas with the claw hole and tonight he's going to try it on Bobo Brazil Joe Moscato the third man in the ring already racked up in an argument with Fritz Bobo gave him that cocoa butt before he even started. Von Eric standing right next to us here, screaming German imprecations, they're worse than any other you know, at Bobo Brazil. Tobias, now believing the boat party to be pirate-themed, well, you look like a pirate. began searching through his wife's luggage for an outfit. I should say so, look at the blouse, sir. Blouse, sir.
2: Then, mistaking a group of
0: garishly dressed men for pirates, Tobias boarded a van full of homosexuals. Soon, he was unwittingly part of a protest against the local yacht club.
1: How are you? Oh my God, I have the exact same gloves. I like it better on him.
0: Ty Webb, Heavy Longmire, Gustav Mateblanc.
1: London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato. Enlighten
3: me. Yeah, I've got a note that I'm going to ask you and see if it makes sense any to you. We got any Twitter questions? We got one Twitter question. And we got some emails from like a year ago. Hello, folks. How's it going? Well, Heavy's not with us. Okay, whatever. Indeed he's not.
1: Oh, shit.
3: And this is the first time you and I have seen each other since our trip to Santa Fe.
2: Cue the Lionel Richie, Diana Ross.
3: That was a... Uh, we'll do a full episode recap with Heavy. That sounds fascinating. If he's ever kind enough to grace us with his presence, but... We need to talk about the time I almost choked him out. It's a funny story, though. There's a lot to talk
2: about. <laughs> we need to talk about the 3 a.m. hotel room interruption.
3: Yeah, I felt bad about that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he was He was so proud of himself with that mask he had uh, he, on.
3: Well, he was enabled because... Our friend. Oh, he found a blood brother while we were up oh, there. Oh my gosh, thick as thieves. But overall,
2: Schmoo Junior.
3: Yeah, boy, <laughs> could could you imagine that?
2: Oh man, if we got them together, if we got early, if we got early ninety Schmoo
3: on that trip, we'd still be there. We well, we somebody be in jail anyway. This is can you hear me? The podcast that's the two people that really love you, Gustav Montebonk
2: and Ty Webb.
3: Not Heavy Longmire. We had to put Heavy in the corner. Had to put him down.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Took a lot of darts.
3: (laughs) I wonder what, yeah, what the dosage is on that. We'd have to...
2: Oh, can you imagine how many times you'd have to tase him (laughs) to get him down?
3: Boy, there's times that I've seen him... He'd be
2: ripping prongs out left and right. That it would
3: be very hard to get him down. Oh. Then there's times we've seen it be very easy. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Well, you'd have to... You'd have to... Make it through the poncho To start with You have to have about a three inch Prong on that taser It had to
3: to be a frog frog gig
2: (laughs) Exactly
3: You know what that's a million dollar idea We can retrofit tasers With frog gigs
2: Yeah we can work that out And
3: people can frog gig with tasers then There you go it seems much more environmentally conscious Yeah What, what could go wrong Water and I can't imagine a redneck using that improperly A pulse of concentrated dc current nothing could go wrong it no, goes good with pearl light and some uh some copenhagen <laughs> you can you imagine him just spitting snuff out as he's <laughs> repeatedly being tased how about his uh i think I, I haven't got to edit it yet but so and you haven't heard it because you weren't with us that evening that late early morning but i want to say there's talk about heavy's dipping habits
2: Oh yeah, you still haven't published any no, of that I'm, when y'all are still were, working yeah, through that. That should no. be good. I I'm I'm eagerly awaiting to listen to that. Yeah.
3: I'm I'm eager to hear it too cuz I was so tired when we did that. So, hopefully by the time this one airs that episode's out. But, was
2: heavy anywhere near the forum he was in when y'all busted into the hotel?
3: Uh, I mean, that was he had a little time to simmer before Not that. Not much. Okay. I mean, we we pretty. Because I want to get
2: him on tape when he was in that mode.
3: I yeah, I, I have it, but let me just say that heavy and a friend that owns a bar—that's a bad start. It's probably better that that friend lives in another state.
2: Yeah, for heavy's
3: for heavy safety and for that friend.
2: <laughs> yeah, that bar would be shut down. I in don't about know a how week.
3: much. I don't know how much uh, heavy cost him that night. But uh
2: Do you think he would be a responsible bartender?
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. A little you know, heavy on the pores. Well, I wonder, you know, Grego of the Ticket Fame was a bartender That's before right. the time. Back in the day. And I, I don't know if it's gonna happen. It might hell it might have happened by the time this thing airs. Our friends over there at Tell Me Where to Turn are actively trying to get Grego on as a guest. Oh man. And I, I think, think we could get him on, but I'm I would be worried. I would be worried. I would rather them do it.
2: Yeah. Let's have them
3: guinea pig and that th- I know there's contact and I think they're just trying to hound him because I think there was initial contact. If they can and get interest, him to do it. And then it kind of tapered off, you know, as
2: as as will happen. As yeah. will happen.
3: If you would like to contact us, you can find us on Twitter. I am at Real Gustav. I'm at tyweb three <laughs> thousand. Ah, and the aforementioned Heavy Longmire is at Heavy Longmire. Finally, and then the show podcast uh, Twitter account is Can You Hear Me Pod, and then you can always email us, and I promise we will answer it sometime before we stop making this. If you email us now, then
2: twenty be listening
3: about twenty twenty, maybe twenty twenty. Uh, that's at Can You Hear Me Pod at Gmail our website, with all of our episodes that are still up, there are at least one that had to go away. Bye-bye. And that's at canyouhearmepod.com, and you know Instagram, whatever, That's you can find us.
2: Tonight, you're getting America's least favorites.
3: Yes, we are not America's favorite. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I don't have the
2: desire or the patience to be glad-handing like well, Heavy. yeah,
3: we're not people- persons really no i mean i like meeting people of our listeners and stuff but heavy thinks people like to meet him and that's sure. the difference yeah yeah that's the i think that's the the polar opposites the what's the well i think he, self uh, awareness yeah
2: i think he feels like that most social social situations are just an opportunity for other people to meet
3: him yes because we've seen him walk into a room where he thinks people want to meet him. We've seen him crack jokes at funerals. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, and I think we've talked about it before, and I know there was some talk amongst ourselves on Twitter earlier this week about I think somebody compared me as somebody that would laugh at a funeral. Right. Or maybe somebody else. But I got to thinking about it, and I know I've talked about it. My first funeral I ever went to, I was eight, and it was my great-grandmother. And... My side her out of a cannon? No, no, not that one. My side of the family, we had our preacher from church, but mm-hmm. then her one of her sisters had her preacher. Any elbow patches involved? No, I don't think so. But our was a fire and brimstone, old school country Baptist. Mm. Snakes? No, but the other one. Uh oh, I don't know if they were Pentecostal or primitive Baptist or something that falls somewhere into there. Was he wearing a long dress? No, but he started speaking in tongues. During the funeral? During the funeral. And it started off kind of a, and da, 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 you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and I'm eight. I've spent my entire life in strict Southern Baptist small churches. There ain't nothing except an amen. Were your eyes saucer wide? I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. And I'm giggling. Well, yeah. Because this guy's going on. And oh, man. The first off, the dueling... Preachers and they weren't like going back and forth, right. it Like a, a preach-off. No, but it was one takes their turn and this guy takes his turn. There's another million dollar idea uh preacher piano bar. Boy, that there's a certain demographic that would swallow that hook, line, and sinker. I'd be in for at least a couple visits, I'd be in for one. I don't know well, about Well, I want to go
2: one on my own and then take heavy to one. Oh, yeah, he'd be laid up on there like the fabulous Baker brothers.
3: Well, you know, heavy. Heavy's that milk toast, milk toast Methodist. You know, he's not right. used to firing brimstone.
2: You get him sauced up, though, and he'd be oh, all into it. man. man. He'd be up there grabbing the mic. How about... <laughs> let me tell you about
3: Deuteronomy. How about... How's this for an idea for a field trip? Heavy? I'm in. Some booze? I'm double in. Camp meeting. <laughs> tent revival. Heavy in the big tent... That would be fantastic. You think he'd come down the aisle of oh, that altar call?
2: Sashaying. Brother? I see that hand with the Tevas.
3: Yes, you and the poncho.
2: He'd be up there talking about his fake arthritis.
3: Well, I got the gout.
2: Pulling a flask out of his overalls.
3: Oh, my gosh. You know, I don't think he has any overalls right now. He used to. Oh, he used to, yeah. But I don't think he does anymore. We need to
2: get get him an old pair of those uh, blue and white roundhouses. Yeah,
3: stripe. <laughs> I, I used to wear those. That was my, before I switched to Carhartts, uh, that was my chosen. Usually, I think I bought keys. I had those
2: back in the hay hauling days.
3: I I love overalls. Oh, they're the best. I think that they're. If I got to run a totalitarian society with my own social wealth fund, yeah, I would dictate everybody has to buy overalls with that social wealth fund money.
2: Yeah, like if I started a group like there was on the leftovers instead of the white suits, sure. I would just do straight overalls. Yeah, because I don't have to worry about my plumber crack showing. Oh, they're so comfortable, and they feel good whether it's hot or cold. Hot or
3: cold. The only downside I have ever run into with them— and I do sometimes, if I'm... I'm not the most graceful man. Well. I've caught my overalls, because they usually leave them wide open on the side buttons. Wide open. I've caught myself on door handles, doorknogs, oh, yeah. whatnot, you. a few times. Well,
2: that's a good thing about overalls, too, is you can get one pair at one size, and you can go up or down about three or four sizes. Oh, It's yeah. just a matter yeah. of the side buttons.
3: Yep. The The one thing I run into, since I'm also not a tall man is I got to watch the uh, crotch distance for my general size. Right. I, I have short legs and I guess a longer torso.
2: Yeah, you're really, if you're, if you got a tight crotch situation and overall, you're really defeating the purpose. Yeah.
3: No, you need to have the, so, you know, you, you may have to go for that longer inseam and either just bunch them up or get somebody to hem them up. Who
2: was it that I saw? Was it on that Finders Keepers documentary that the guy had the, uh, nail that was holding the overalls together on the <sighs> strap i
3: don't think it was but somewhere I we saw still that. gotta talk finders keepers oh yeah great documentary if heavy. you're listening
2: go watch it not till after you get through listening to this yeah
3: i mean you can take a break but when you okay. get through
2: go check out finders keepers we're going to talk about we're going to talk about point.
3: finders keepers we're still 2021 gonna, we're still going to talk about uh source family and we're still going to talk some wild country and cults in general oh yeah we love cults. We haven't
2: talked Wild Country yet?
3: No, I don't think so. We talked about ourselves, but we haven't sat down to talk about it. Yeah, we need to do I that. I might watch it again. It's so
2: good. Perfect Beach. <laughs> <laughs> the Oh, and we got to release some of those pictures that we've got of the yes. Cult of Heavy from yes. our trip. Where and he's I, welcoming everyone with I, open I arms. I figured
3: we would... Uh, That's got to be cover art. I released the episode, or I released that little bit of shirts We need that we t-shirts did.
2: of that one picture of him.
3: You know what? That will I'll have to get some iron-on transfers for that because I know I can't, I can't do that justice with one color silkscreen.
2: When I showed up to his house and knocked on the door, and he opened it up, and how he was, proud
3: was he? The smirk on his face was. Legendary. How much time do you think he spent putting that together? How, you I, know, he tried on, and he got different looks. He was wearing that headscarf. It had to be like when, uh, I think it's like the first episode of Arrested Development where Tobias is trying to get dressed for the pirate party. Yeah. Well, that's exactly <laughs> what that scene looked like.
2: And did did he tell you or did I tell you that he was... I was supposed to be over there, but it was getting close to time. Right. And what was it? He thought he – somebody knocked at the door. He thought he was going to have to go out and get the mail, and he was worried about somebody seeing him. And <laughs> When I knocked on the door, he said –
3: he cracked the door. and He said, who is it? I gave him a – Land shark. Um, You know, he's going to have new neighbors to – Oh,
2: that's right. Heavy's yeah, he's gonna he's building that new plantation. Right, boy. He's gonna be sitting on the porch whittling oh. his four neighbors. Mommy, why is that man carrying a beaver? He's gonna have to transport those unused bags of mulch to his new house. <laughs> oh, he's gotta dig up his bonsai too. <laughs> he's had those three bags of mulch sitting in his the driveway entire, for about eight
3: months. No, the entire time we've been recording. Oh, man. Years. We're, we're just our, waiting on the right time to <laughs> distribute third that. Third season, and those mulch bags have been there. When he tries to pick them up, they're just going to... Oh, oh, yeah. There's stuff growing in there. Yeah. It's the anti-mulch. His poor, it's, poor new neighbors. It's composted. I, I'm excited. Oh, he's going to be out there like
2: Cousin Eddie in Christmas Vacation. Do you think he's going to take the turkey with him? <laughs> <laughs> you know he's going to try to load up those planter boxes he's got in the back and yep. just move them as is oh my gosh I, i'm excited i hope he has a really strict hoa oh <laughs> surely that was exclusionary in the house hunting i'm you know what but he's much more
3: suburban-fied i guess that's the right it that, no,
2: that works He's, you, he's become more urbanized over the yeah, years.
3: Yeah, like, if this had been heavy when he first moved away from the oh, hometown.
2: Can you imagine him just kicking in the door to one of those HOA meetings, smoking some grapevine?
3: Look here.
2: <laughs> with a clipboard with yes, his ideas. With
3: his Martin Luther. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's nailing up his thesis to the
2: outside of the HOA meeting. He's got some pamphlets for Oh, him. yeah. Yeah, I got some ideas. <laughs>
3: we got these. Uh,
2: Point of order. <laughs> He just walks in,
3: <laughs> finger up in the air like he's checking the I wind. I don't know,
2: sir. Why did, why did you bring your own gavel? It's one of those giant gavels <laughs> yeah. that they give former speakers of the house. Right. He, he busts in there like Sam Raver and right. just holding that thing like a mace.
3: Uh, uh, we I, ought want, to, I want we ought
2: Heavy to be on the board of this new HOA so we ought to
3: Yeah, we need to encourage him to seek some level of office. I don't think Mrs. Longmire would allow that to happen. He'd
2: have to keep it on the yeah. severe DL. Yeah.
3: yeah. Like he's like, No, nah. no, nah, I'm just gonna go see what's going on. Yeah.
2: Tell him he's going for a walk. <laughs> 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 oh, we yeah. If he does that, I'm gonna go to a meeting.
3: Oh yeah. Well we'll have to be there like whispering in his ear. Uh, yeah, we'll be like side counsel. Uh, like like somebody in a McCarthy hearing. <laughs> Hand over the mic. <laughs> Leaning in to tell him uh, stuff.
2: I want Heavy having to give his explanation to about the Contras. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you think he could draw that, out that diagram? Just lean into the mic.
2: I need just a minute, sir.
3: Uh I have no recollection. <laughs> but I do have these pamphlets about the <laughs> <laughs> I'll bleep that. The,
2: <laughs> the other <laughs> the other board members are like, It uh it, it appears that one of our members is trying to start a fire. <laughs>
3: With a bow. and <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like It's like suit, 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 scoonkin, <laughs> coonskin cap, suit,
3: suit. You know, I almost bought him a coonskin cap at that gift shop. I mean, it was one of those cheap ones. But then I thought if I did buy it for him, he would have, you know, looked at it and threw it away because it wasn't a real coonskin.
2: Like the conversation that you got into with one of those ladies in Talos about the real moccasin? Yes. <laughs> That was a can you hear me moment.
3: Yeah, there was lots of that. Or when I when I talked to the lady extensively about woolly chaps. <laughs> oh, In a man. not mocking way at all. It was a genuine conversation.
2: Whenever we we three bust into a leather shop, you know something's gonna happen.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'm still kind of amused. Well, we'll we'll save some of that. I I got more Santa Fe leather talk. I, I One this. of the
2: episodes has got to be titled Strip Clubs and Woolly Chaps.
3: Yes. I have uh, this note, and I don't know what it means.
2: Go ahead and talk. I'm going to refill.
3: Okay, and this is from July 21st, if that helps any. Salute! It just says, Shaggy All-Star, period, ice cream truck. What? What does that even mean? I don't know. That's why I'm asking for help, if anybody understands what that means. Yeah, of course. Ty is taking one of his tributary Coke Zeros that I always bring for him to use. He is in full Isaac mode, even though you can't hear that on his mic. He put on a red waist-length uh, jacket and a bow tie.
2: Did I tell you about the Isaac guy in yes. my Brahms?
3: Yes, he's Multi- been multiple times, right? Well-
2: it must have paid off to him for him because he's been moved. Although I'm disappointed in this because I liked him at the ice cream counter, he's been moved to drive through now, mm. and he still gives you the Isaac hands. Nice, even in the drive through. That's a
3: great bit.
2: This man loves life. You know, that's nobody loves working at Brahms more than this guy.
3: There are some, we have some very happy people at Brahms at ours too. Now that we got some that are kind of you know, they must have a good retirement package I or don't something. Know. Uh, maybe they get that little, uh, Brahms truck, (laughs) man. I wanted that so
2: bad when I was a kid. Can I get that Brahms semi?
3: Shut up. I may get that for you for Christmas. I would think that get a little figurine of Vern driving it. That was the best when When, uh, Ernest was the spokesman for the great Jim Varner.
2: Was it Varner?
3: Uh, Jim Varney, Varney, Varney. And if you tweet about Jim Varney, as, oh yeah, as we found out. As we there's found some out, family member of his, like that his will nephew that jump on and follow you. He's got the alerts going that so if y'all want to make new friends, just tweet about Jim Varney and you can meet Jim Varney's nephew.
2: We're the Jim Varney friendly podcast.
3: There was another one that was less amusing, but it was it was funny to me because it pulled in Ray Landfill, which is always good.
2: Always good.
3: It, I I think me and Cortez were texting about some obscure cluster fuck that happened in Southeast Asia okay. where like a bunch of, uh, service members died in this rescue attempt. And this girl who I guess was a niece of somebody that died in that cluster fuck rescue attempt. Okay. She has an alert going on on Twitter for it. And she inserts herself into the conversation in a very Debbie downer. Oh uh, man. Way. And there is Ray landfill bobbing in his uh his little dinghy just kind of egging her on a little bit, oh, poking and prodding. I love that man. I love him for what he does. He is committed to the cause oh he is, and he's not afraid. no, you know you know two words no that, fear you know, words that, you know two words that Ray landfill doesn't know too soon yeah he he's not afraid he is not afraid, and I salute him for it. Ray landfill, wherever you are tonight
2: salute
3: salute
2: i was gonna go with lat free day for my two words oh yeah
3: no he's always working the lats and the delts you got to um a couple of weeks ago they had an ijb-esque thing at off the record and it was with friends the the kj one this is the kj one love the kj love the kj and i'm hoping to get him on yeah Uh, let's get him back he said just let him know i figured we'd go down there one night do it knock out a couple with him
2: head south of town
3: yeah go be the fly in the ointment um but cranfield was actually you know was there and saroy shows up with his mom oh yeah and the great vita the great vita and she i'm, I'm we're, we're trying to explain podcast to her which is confusing <laughs> and i'm like Would you? Well, you know what I'm going to go Little Red Riding Hood on this. I'm not going to answer that. Why are you that. giving
2: me three thumbs up right
3: now? And the the affirming nod. Well, you know, Vida and I are kind of on the political spectrum on the you know oh, that's that right true. side. Yeah. So we're simpatico. But I'm like, Ray Lamphill, that guy right there, he does podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> he just <laughs>
2: threw that off on him.
3: And she's like, oh, I want my picture taken with him. So there's all these people taking her picture <laughs> With him, and like she doesn't know who the hell he is, <laughs> but she was super happy. She might
2: have had a couple of drinks. Well, you know why not? She She'd grab on them lats and hang on for dear she life. Was, she
3: was very happy to have her picture made with Ray Lamphel. Who wouldn't
2: be? I'd no, love I mean, to have my yeah, picture taken with that's,
3: him. That's a no no brainer.
2: He's too big to even talk to me now.
3: He's a big man. He's impressive.
2: He is. He's quite strapping, young lad. And regionally famous now.
3: And a captain of industry.
2: Oh, yeah. He's always talking about hiring and firing.
3: Yeah. Filling out uh, TPS reports and stuff. Did you hear, I don't know if you heard the episode where he was talking about how he was having to have the awkward conversation where one of his employees received a dick pic from one not, of the clients. Really? Yes. And so he had to say, well, <laughs> send me the dick pic. <laughs> How did he even know about it? She came and said she, like, knocked on his oh, on his office because he has an office right. with a door. corner, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. And he said, she's like, I don't How know. How did she make
2: it past the secretary?
3: I, I think she must have, like, called and said there's, you know, something to be picked up and got past and had to jump over the trap door. Yeah. But she.
2: He's in there having his madman tot tidy at about
3: 2 p.m. Well, no, I think it was during the 840 bits. <laughs> So he was a little perturbed. <laughs> but he said that uh she was like I don't know really what to say but I've been dealing with this uh client well, you know whatever they do and he sent me an email with a dick pic. I mean I'm sure she didn't stay dick maybe she did I don't know. But Yeah, how
2: <clears throat> So it'd be weird to call that something that's less profane
3: like yeah, it like wouldn't a genital a- General documentation,
2: penis picture for yeah. alliteration, maybe. I don't know. It's picture doesn't have the of, yeah the same
3: punch. It's, yeah, there's a it's a good piece um, as and it were. So he had to say, "Well, forward me the email." <laughs> Screensaver. And, and I quote I, I use quotes when he had to.
2: <laughs> yeah, like you can't just take her word right. for it.
3: But you really it, need to I think he C S I this thing. He had to send it to corporate. Oh, to sure, legal, sure. You know? Sure. And so he was at the time that he told that story he was awaiting feedback from the legal team for <laughs> what they were gonna do.
2: This is what he's spending his time doing.
3: Right. And I think uh I think his uh podcast cohort um One of them said, well, you should have just sent your own back to me. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Dueling DPs. Right,
3: you know, I think it's one one good turn deserves another.
2: I remember the time he sent me one.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's tasteful. That's how we met. Do you remember, and this is a long-ass time ago, and I've probably referenced it. Reagan? Yeah, it was, you know what? It might have been Reagan era, Mm. late Reagan era. The
2: president of our youth. Uh I still remember listening to the radio and hearing that Reagan had beat Carter.
3: What a what a ass whipping to
2: That was that was that was Bama versus Sam Houston right. State.
3: And then how about Reagan versus Mondale? You oh, want to talk about that was worse. That was a curb stomp.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was.
3: What did he win? What did
2: Mondale get? Like hey, seven electoral. Well, hugs? he
3: only won one state, and that was his home state. Was it Minnesota? Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, poor Geraldine Ferraro. Mm. She was. You know, I woulda. Oh yeah, you know she she was. She was pretty feisty back then. And she was probably only like 48 or something at the time. I, she wasn't old, but she looked old because we were 10,
2: One Well, Mondale had that kick-ass Fritz nickname. Like, can you imagine President Fritz?
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, now, yeah.
2: But the greatest Fritz, I mean, he could never be the greatest
3: Fritz. No, because that's Fritz Von Erich.
2: He was always going to be second fiddle Fritz.
3: Have you ever delved into the origin of Fritz Von Erich? Because he started out when he was a heavy, he was a Nazi.
2: Okay. No, and I was he not aware of that. I he, was only aware of the Iron Claw,
3: friends. No, and, and the Iron Claw is like Iron Cross type. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. And he was Sweet. a heavy, not you know, in wrestling he was a heavy, so he's the bad guy. And their bit, him and another guy, he had a brother, quotes, that was also a Nazi.
2: Brotherhood, right. if you will.
3: And because back then you could do that. Because <laughs> right. we, we were making TV shows about the Nazis. Sure. sure. Comedies. Yeah. Nazi comedy. and popular, Is that our
2: episode title? Nazi
3: comedy? Uh, you know what? Is I think too, we're going to skip that one. We're, we might get <laughs> listens that maybe we don't want. <laughs> our listenership bumps up about tenfold. <laughs> Nazi comedy. We're uh, featured on the front page of Stormfront. <laughs>
2: Nazi comedy, but we've got Mel Brooks as the cover art.
3: Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's our own. Uh, what was it? Hitler in spring? Is that
2: springtime, springtime spring for Hitler? For, yeah, springtime
3: for Hitler. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we can do a whole. I don't. I don't like talking about the Von Erichs without Heavy. R.I.P. Yeah, he's going to be pissed because you know he's got his WC. He's, he <laughs> he only makes love while he's wearing his WCW.
2: <laughs> I like to think of him in only that
3: it's too short it's just (laughs) dong hanging out (laughs) with a big old bush (laughs) oh man
2: the photoshop options are endless
3: you know he's photoshopped my head onto some stuff before back and he thought he was i mean it was like crude photoshop we need to he was so happy with himself
2: maybe the cover art for this needs to be him photoshopped onto terry
3: gordy or or maybe him photoshopped as Fritz's Nazi brother.
2: <laughs> yeah, Fritz with his arm around heavy, <laughs> the Nazi brother.
3: Because what started this off was, I was thinking back to a Reagan-era Saturday Night Live skit, and I want to say it was Dana Carvey, and I know Phil Hartman was in it, and Nealon? Kevin Nealon, yeah. and maybe they might have gotten Dennis Miller in on it, too.
2: Okay. Chachi.
3: But, And Phil Hartman was the makeup artist, and so that Dennis
2: Miller black and white still holds up too.
3: There's a lot of Dennis Miller that I absolutely love. As I appreciate
2: you sharing that recent thing, that
3: recent episode. If you uh, want somebody that sounds like, if you're a grumpy
2: old man like us, you'll love it. If
3: you want to hear me and Ty's off-air conversations on air, then you can listen to this uh, Dennis Miller podcast. I'll point you to it. But um, they were male models. Okay, and Phil Hartman is the makeup guy, but they're nude <laughs> male models, and they're talking about Sounds how vaguely familiar. They want to make it pretty for the people. <laughs> it's like maybe you could po- do like a little Easter thing with some with some Easter eggs. Nice, <laughs> you know, pretty for the people. Yeah, and Phil yeah. Hartman's reaching over and like oh. dabbing because they've got a table in to front watch of this them tonight. I got to find it. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. But that was one of but the. That's the what you're picturing.
2: Heavy with the. Yeah, with T-shirt shirt and just t-shirt, pastel nuts.
3: Just pastel nuts. Maybe he's painted on like a little zigzag. <laughs> Maybe a little bunny head. Right. He's he's added on for effect. The little green grass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or just dyed, dyed his it. pubes green. Have you ever uh, encountered the dyed pubes? I have not. It's interesting. No, I've
2: never. You mean like up close and personal, or just in pictures? No, I mean up close and personal. No, no, no. no. No, that's, well, there was this one party I went to, but I don't really recollect a lot of it. It's
3: very interesting. It's
2: it's fully committed. Yeah, you I know. Mean,
3: you're committed to a bit. And, you know, in this day and age of waxing and laser. Waning. And, you know, gibbous. Take us. Um, that was nice. I'm not sure that the, uh, the dyed pubes is ever going to make a comeback. It was March. actually... Died merkin. That's due to syphilis. Yeah, I think is the reason for well, that. Syphilis is making a little bit of a comeback. It is a little syphilis, a little resistant. Yep, we're seeing you can't keep a, syphilis down. That might be an episode title. That's a, that's a good episode <laughs> title. Now I've never gone heavy into the etymology of uh, of the syphilis background, <laughs> right? But I have read a couple of things. Ken
2: Burns has yet to do a full he syphilis hasn't done doc. a whole
3: a whole STD documentary, <laughs> but. I, I've i heard that syphilis originated in the New World. So yeah. prior to... With the blankets and all. Yeah. We gave them smallpox, but they <laughs> gave us the clap. But basically...
2: You just picture a big high-five, like Three's Company ending episode.
3: Or <laughs> <laughs> just uh, Cabeza de Vaca turning towards the camera like Norman Lear. Yeah. <laughs> Norman fell, so, sir. Sorry, Norman fell. I'm sorry. Fuck.
2: Ne- never... Never get Norman Fell's name I, wrong. I, I'm sorry. I that's was, the party foul of the worst.
3: That was the worst. I feel awful. Yeah. i may edit that out. Repent. Uh, do I have to use the flagellate?
2: <laughs> you have to.
3: What's that, that thing? Where you that chain that, up your leg? Yeah, that, that little ratchet thing. Yeah.
2: I don't know what that's called. I, can't, I looked that up back when that movie came out, and I can't remember what it's called either. I think I made a joke on Twitter to lay landfill about it one time, but I don't remember what it's called. It's kind of hot. Yeah, I mean, in the right situation. You know?
3: Anyway, um, but yeah, so they found... Watch Da Vinci
2: Code, people. You know what we're
3: talking about. uh, They found bones that exhibited um, tertiary uh, syphilis symptoms because your bones start to uh, deform, especially your long bones like your femur. You want to get the right simplex on that. And it... It's like somebody grabbed a hold of each end of the of the bone and, and twist twisted, twisted it, it, yeah. And it makes, and so they found it's like a torquing yeah, process, and they found evidence of that in like some of the Inca mummies and things like that. So there you go. Yeah. You can you can thank thanks Incas. <laughs> that's the name of the episode. <laughs> thanks Incas! <laughs> exclamation mark! <laughs> Triple exclamation mark! <laughs> Thanks for the syphilis, Incas. <laughs> they got their last laugh.
2: Oh man, yeah, somewhere they're chuckling. <laughs> How did we get from heavy at a preacher piano bar to the Incas and
3: syphilis? I don't know. This is our serpentine. This is what happens episode. when it's only us. Yeah, heavy's is- not here to talk about <laughs> crop futures. Boy.
2: Yeah, when you need heavy to keep you on track, you know that we've completely lost
3: it. Well, I think that's what we generally do. We're well, we very... usually
2: we usually take the time during one of his diatribes that happens at least once an episode right. to kind of
3: regroup. <coughs> well, like, we just, we're regrouping while we, he's going on. We walk away and we just <laughs> compare <laughs> notes. Yeah,
2: we chat about what the next topic is going to be. We're
3: whiteboarding stuff, right? <laughs> As he's taking the mic and just rocking away, and yeah. He's got it sitting there on his goatee <laughs>
2: talking about pork belly futures
3: <laughs> or how to make the best baked
2: beans oh man he he almost got it he got he got a little exposed on those baked
3: beans, yeah, I know they found those cans yep. out back beau found uh bo found the secret
2: boy that uh you could tell that that got his tuft up a little uh, bit uh, too uh, uh, uh. yeah he he holds that thing pretty close to the vest. You notice he hadn't made any for us either.
3: No. Well, he knows we'd be too critical. I bet he takes those things to every church potluck they have. So, he doesn't and I'm not complaining cuz first off, you know, I never ate at his house when we were kids. Like his mom would always try to feed me and I would never eat. Why? Cuz I'm crazy. Well, I would. I'd lap that up cuz I'm like, you know, y'all are going to try to kill me. Oh yeah, you're So, he's already written you're me pretty off paranoid on the food as as feeding me. But there's no reason for him not to feed you. But all well, he yeah. offers you are $5 7-Eleven pizzas that he's way God. too proud of. I've never seen a man prouder of a $5 pizza.
2: I've never seen a man on a, quote, diet eat two bean burritos <laughs> as a snack. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, whole, that whole idea he's got to wear. Where... <laughs>
1: How hard we laughed when he
2: said, well, I only eat between, like, nine and two. And I was like, well, yeah, but you've eaten, like, three fucking pizzas and eight burritos in this amount of... Like, the the time part doesn't work if you're stuffing in as much food as possible in that five or six hours.
3: And we were... We he were said, just- we
2: were talking about going to lunch. He was like, well, this is just a snack. snack. He, got a, he got a Coke Zero with it. He got... Two two gas station burritos and a Coke for a, quote, <laughs> snack. Like, How about a uh, peanut patty or something? Shit. The man ate two burritos as a snack. Oh, I'm not taking his diet advice.
3: Oh, my gosh.
2: <laughs> and he said, quote, about his diet, it's working well. I still want... It doesn't matter if you don't eat after 6 if you've had 9000 calories between noon and 5. Oh,
3: I love him. I love him. I love him. Oh, uh, to what he gets for not showing
2: up. And I will give him credit for somehow some way he has become a little bit more svelte.
3: Yeah, no, he's he's, he's doing like, something he's not telling yeah, us about. Yeah, it may be meth. I don't know, but And that man is gorgeous no matter what size. He's he yeah, he's beautiful at all all weights. But he's somehow managed to. Yeah, he's he's lost some weight. Yeah, but I don't know how. And maybe maybe our trip was just an aberration. Mm. <laughs> maybe
2: with a nine to six. <laughs> he said, <laughs> "As long as I don't eat after six, it's
1: fine."
2: Not... <laughs> so you can literally eat anything, anything. before six.
3: Yeah. I mean, there would be a little like asterisk if it was a commercial. Reasonable portions.
2: <laughs> that same day, he had two burritos for a snack, and another snack involved a butterfinger and a coke at like ten
3: a.m. And then after breakfast, then we stopped at Pizza Hut, forty-five Boy, that, minutes away. That's an episode. That's a whole. Well, like I said, we got to recap. I mean. But yes,
2: dude, that Pizza Hut was like stepping through a time warp back to 1991.
3: Oh, anyway, I don't think we can top Heavy's nine to six right now. So let's just wrap it up. And some
2: at some point we're gonna have an episode titled "The Nine to Six Diet."
3: Well, he can defend his nine to six diet. I'm sure he's got bullet points. We can give him a city of heavy. We can just. Let him That's go. what he needs to do. He needs to do a City of Heavy on his diet. And we'll we'll turn our mics off and just laugh in the background.
2: America's favorite diet.
3: <laughs> you and know what? just cover art with him holding up two he all burritos. burritos. What if the fucker
2: wrote a book and became a millionaire? It would not surprise He's me. He's on Dr. One Oz. Bit, one bit. And that money would be gone in six months. Well,
3: I mean, traps. new traps cost money. All right. right. Email bet- us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com and tweet at Heavy Longmire if you want more details or if you really want that City of Heavy diet episode.
2: Yeah, we need to, like, s- just flood him with tweets on it. We need him to take the mic.
3: Yeah. All right. I guess we'll talk to you later. Adios. Bye. Revival ministry. Old-time religion.
1: You can imagine what Mr. Charisma thought of that. It's merely the limitation of your senses. You think the average IQ of this group is, huh? can you see texas up there on your high horse what do you know about these people just observation and deduction see a propensity for obesity poverty a yen for fairy tales folks putting what few bucks they do have in the little wicker baskets being passed around i think it's safe to say that nobody here's gonna be splitting the atom marty you see that your fucking attitude Not everybody wants to sit alone in an empty room, beating off the murder manuals.
0: Well, the time has come. You've seen the map. We've looked at the figures, and NBC News now makes its projection for the presidency. Reagan is our projected winner. Ronald Wilson Reagan of California, a sports announcer, a film actor... Governor of California is our projected winner at 8.15 Eastern Standard Time. On this election night, we have projected Ronald Reagan the winner. And to add evidence to that projection, we are projecting him as the winner in more states. By our calculations, Ronald Reagan is the winner in the state of New Hampshire, in the state of Vermont, Delaware, and South Carolina. We will be coloring in those on the map now in blue for Reagan or light gray, black and white. New Hampshire is the first state that we are calling for him in this list of states. Vermont, we are coloring blue in a projection for Reagan. The state of Delaware, we are projecting for Reagan. And in the South, the state of South Carolina, we are projecting for Ronald Reagan. And that brings his election vote tally to the number required for victory. According to our projections, Ronald Reagan now has the required 270 electoral votes. Carter with 15 at this stage of the evening, 12 from Georgia, 3 from the District of Columbia, and Tom, that's our projection. It is a rather early call. It certainly is 8.15 on election night. Uh, This race has been the word we've been using all year has been volatile, fluid, mercurial, whatever. But I don't think anyone anticipated that it would eventually would become a floodgate of one kind or another, where the votes would just flood in for Ronald Reagan. Tom, four years ago, we called the election for Jimmy Carter at 3.31 a.m. I remember well. And I re- going back, talking about calls this early in the evening, I called for Richard Nixon in 1972 a little bit earlier than this but this will go down as one of those nights when when we are calling very early and there's the evidence on the map reagan has as tom has pointed out the western states still to come and we saw little softness for him in most of those western states some doubts about the ones in the northwest uh... oregon and washington california was leaning we do not see given what evidence we have now that uh, the president will be able to overtake Reagan at all, and certainly not in the West. And most of the big industrial states now, New York has not been projected yet, but most of those big states are in, and Reagan took them. I can't, a a personal note, I can't help but recall in 1966 riding around in a Greyhound bus with him with Lynn Nofziger as he was trying to win the Republican nomination for governor of California, and a lot of people were laughing at him then, in 1966, and they they have learned in every election in which he's been involved, Never laugh at the chances of Ronald Reagan. He has always won by pretty substantial margins, except when he's run for president a couple of times in the Republican Party. But when he gets into a general election, he does extremely well. He's now won the big one. David Brinkley will be along after this.
1: And world-class championship wrestling. I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Salady. Good night from Dallas, Texas.